Guilty Hooers. Cross-Atlantic nitpicking about Doctor Who. From four grown adults who should probably know better. From four grown adults who should probably be working. We're not afraid to say it like it is. All the word bollocks. www.dirtywhoers.com Follow us on Twitter at Dirty Hooers. If you like that kind of thing. Geronimo! Fantastic. L on C. Cock. With your hosts. Number one assistant, Terry Lightfoot. Oolong Stutters Sputnik. Resident Pixie, Fuchsia Begonia. Lord President, Sen. Let's get this fucking show on the road. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here to review Impossible Astronaut and Day of the Moon. You are listening to the Dirty Hunters Doctor Who podcast in case the huge intro didn't let you know that on the way in so impossible astronaut matt smith again karen gillam arthur darville we're a little bit late in reviewing this before we do just a few quick words obviously it would be impossible for us to record a podcast this month without mentioning the sad death of liz sladen who we all remember incredibly fondly as sarah jane smith raising a glass to the lady to liz sladen liz sladen to liz sladen So, in downtime for this series, we have decided that we will be doing a special where we concentrate on Liz Sladen, and we'll also be doing a special where we concentrate on Nick Courtney. Get it. Brigadier. Yeah. Okay, so into the nitty-gritty. Who wants to go first? Sam, could you explain the rating system? Oh, I'd be happy to do that. Dirty Hooers rates our episodes on a lovely scale. Your utter and complete drivel would be rated as a free BJ. Then we have our $5 Hoor, our $10 Hoor, our $20 Hoor, and then, unless you're Terry and this leap of 30, (laughs) it's beyond your comprehension. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> utter perfection that is the $50 whore. So three of us at least will be adhering to that rating. <laughs> we often add bits and take away bits as well, so long as they are cinematically appropriate, I believe. Well, you know, if you exactly. had a $100 whore, then I could understand it better. I've never got free BJ, though. I think something well, like you know, had a Bangkok surprise, you know, where you find out it's a ladyboy halfway through. <laughs> I think something like that would be better for like the, the lower levels than a free BJ, because a free BJ is a free BJ, isn't it? You know, yeah. Like, if I was about six, I might be thinking Greg Evergan in BJ in the Bear, which, you know, when I was six, I wouldn't have minded at all. Moving right along. <laughs> Rating, Fuchsia. Uh, I'm going to give it three ratings. Oh I'm going to God give the individual ratings. I thought Terry wasn't going first. <laughs> astronaut i would have given a 20 on its own thought that was great having watched day of the moon once it was teaching on the free bj border there but i would have given it a five having watched it again it's not as bad overall as a two-parter i'd have to give it a 10 because it left too many threads hanging okay sam i understand why fuchsia did the three separate things now i'm not so angry at her <laughs> but i'm gonna go ahead and rate both as one episode and give one rating for the entire story and i'm gonna give it a 20 i am also going to give it a 20 as one whole gestalt okay well for once the u.s contingent and the british contingent are in agreement as i also give it a 10 due to being unintelligible cock 
<laughs> uh, the reason it's made a 10 for me and hasn't stooped down as low as the free department is simply for the Dana Scully impersonation that, <laughs> that Karen Gillan did. And that's the only yeah. thing that drag- – anyway, I'm sure we'll get into this. She had that great suit on and the hair. Hey, Terry. Mm, yes? Look behind you. Okay, so that's the news over with anyway. Why is my palm <laughs> blinking? Um. <laughs> <laughs> no, we have to do the news. I'm sorry. All right, we have to do the news. Go on then. This is Dirty Hooers News. All the shit that's fit to read. From somebody else's website. Item number one, Stephen speaks out against spoiler vandals. And so he should. I think that's actually pretty cool of him. The spoilers this year have just been criminal. Out of control. But my main objection to his objection is that the BBC spoilers are crazy, let alone what other people are doing. I'm not even looking at the BBC site this year. I just posted something on our site that was from Neil Gaiman talking, and it was promoted or put out in name of the BBC, and he just basically spoils the whole doctor's wife well, a whole bunch well thank you very much for putting the little red tag on that said that, that said warning spoilers because I didn't go near it but we're not getting a lot of that I was away for two weeks in the US and stuff and couldn't see these two episodes I had to watch them back to back damn what a shame when I got home on iPlayer but it was really difficult because obviously we're subscribed into every fucking social media channel that right. there is so everybody was talking about it it was really hard to get out of it after the fact but before the fact even so many people are posting bits and pieces it's oh, there in front yeah. of you all the time and Moffat saying it's only fans who do this or they call themselves fans i wish they could go and be fans of something else (laughs) (laughs) i like that line (laughs) i thought that was funny Um, and the major problem with it is that this came from a special fan screening all that's going to mean is that they're not going to do special fan screenings anymore cheers whoever that was i don't give a fuck i never get invited to them anyway and they'd have to pay my ticket to england so that won't happen now for Um, once it was only for us brits because you yanks get far too much cool stuff oh shut up cheese and cans (laughs) the only thing that counts is dr cheese whiz (laughs) no we don't cheese whiz is like uk crack Do you feel American? Yeah, I feel American. Okay, <laughs> that shit tastes like ass. How can you eat that crap? Do the next headline, Terry. Quick, save us. Save. <laughs> Wait, just one little closing comment. So then last night, I guess Moffat was listening to his own you know, interviews and stuff, and he tweeted, finally heard my own rant. Grumpy sod, and what a boring, inflection-free voice. It's like being told off by the shipping forecast. <laughs> I did smile when I read that. He's awesome. It's the fans who make the screening. Hell of a lot of people to punish for one idiot. So basically, I guess it was just one or two people. So the next really cool news item was from Blue Peter. They had a contest for someone to design a junk console. This is so cool. It's too cool. Calm down, calm down, deep breaths. Hudson, tell us all about it, you know. No, I read the same damn article you did. just sounds like we're going to get a new TARDIS. I don't even know if it works or not. I don't give a shit. Thank you, Ben, for that help. It's going to show up in The Doctor's Wife, and it's basically a console made of junk. 
and I guess this is sort of a spoiler. Uh-oh, shit. Well, I've not heard that. What I've heard is they're making an action figure out of it, and they're releasing yeah. it as a special, just the console. I've not heard anything about it being an episode. Well, for us yes. action figure junkies are quite excited over here in our little corner of wank. We love it. Yes. It's the junk console, and the preview said that they're on a junk planet in a pocket universe, so I don't know if that's really a spoiler so much as you just being able to add two and two together. Oh, that's very good. If that kid got to design a TARDIS console, fuck me. Fuck it, hey, I know. <laughs> get run over by a tractor tomorrow and you'd be happy, wouldn't you? I know. Yeah. Is this where we tell them that you could get free Doctor Who figures this week in Britain? Oh, yeah. Not Lego. Oh, and while we're on that, the and? Doctor Who Monster Invasion collectible card game has also just come out, which is basically get little magazine with Jamie Smart's artwork in it. Jamie Smart. Oh, bloody hell. Is yeah. wonderful, and he's doing a spot the Doctor in amongst various different monsters. The one in the first magazine is of the Ood. It is hysterical, and he's got the Sontarans, the Weeping Angels. Allegedly, he's done one of the Silence, but he can't remember doing it. <laughs> oh my <laughs> God. <laughs> How much is it? Well, it's one pound fifty for the first one, and you get two packets of cards, and then it goes up to two pound sixty. But with the second one, you get a TARDIS to keep your cards in. Oh, you're kidding. Oh no. Another TARDIS <laughs> product. And is this like available WH Smith sort of thing? Yeah, WH Smith, we bought most of ours in Sainsbury's. It's pound fifty for the magazine and the pack of cards will be pound fifty each. You get two for the price of one plus a magazine with Jamie Smart's artwork in it. <laughs> can I send you money? Oh. I can send you three bloody McCoy cards. It's supposed to be... <laughs> every every seven pack, it's a damn McCoy card. He's stalking me through card games. That is karma. That is it is. Story. Yeah, I agree. I'm going to buy a pack. going to be all fucking teeth and curls dipshit. Oh, we've got so- Baker... Tom Baker, they haven't done Colin Baker, and they haven't done Paul McGann, and for some bizarre reason, they haven't done John Pertwee. Ah! Done John Pertwee. No Paul McGann and no John Pertwee? What's the point? And yet, inexplicably, the world continues to turn. And inexplicably, every bloody pack's got Sylvester McCoy in it. <laughs> Fuck. It's a joke. Every pack. Okay, so the next item... item oh, we're not still the fuck's... Mu- oh, motherfucker. <laughs> God. Stop lengthening it by whining. The only other item was simply Neil Gaiman's interview, which is posted on our blog. Watch it if you want. Wait until after The Doctor's Wife if you don't want spoilers. Oh, and this is for Butters. Torchwood. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Do you know, I was offered the chance of a free Torchwood audio CD to review, but even I have standards. They could offer me a free Torchwood fucking Range Rover and I'd tell them to fuck off. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) That was Dirty Whores News. Okay, so Impossible Astronaut and Moon Thing, Day of the Moon. I've got a fundamental underlying issue with these two episodes, and that is that they weren't family episodes. Now, I'm not saying they weren't fun, because they were, and I like the monster, but this is a family show, and it should be for kids, and this left an eight-year-old and a six-year-old that I know having nightmares. It was an episode of the X-Files, and you know, hey, I like my X-Files, I've watched them all and all the bloody movies, that was a hard winter, but... It didn't feel family-friendly, and therefore, it didn't feel like Doctor Who. There was a lot of mysteries going on in this, and a lot of questions. Mm -hmm. Too much 
for two episodes. I think this is yes. something that is possibly a fault of this being two sets of very short seasons. He's trying to get something out in a season. It feels yeah. rushed and too much stuff was seeded, so much stuff that I yeah. broke the fact that it was a TV broom. Yes, mm. I'd have to agree um, with you on that. I liked we- Canton. I thought he was great. I thought Nixon was hilarious. I think this is... Moffat's weakest two-parter to date. For the start of a season, this wasn't easy to get into. It should mm. be fun and leading and intrigue you, not just confuse the shit out of you and terrify your children. Yeah. Smith himself, he was all right. He wasn't anything special in this. Some of his actually finer moments when he should have been acting his little heart out, I didn't feel as though he was. I thought he was relying on being Smith a bit. I thought Amy was actually quite strong in these. She uh, was, yeah. She's pulled a game yeah. yeah, she really has. Rory was still the same and a little bit understated, but was worth it just to have in the background in that shot where he's with the glasses and you don't actually realise it's him until you get a clip. Oh, up. that was super. And <laughs> America salutes you. God that. fucking love him. And it had Alex Kingston in it again. And I've got to say Yay. that this time round with those two episodes, I've not been a big River Song fan, but there's getting a tragic air to River Song now. And while the episode itself was very dark, I liked that. I liked what they were doing and where they were going whether she didn't seem a silly character anymore she seemed a lot more like she should be considered but on the whole I thought a very disappointing opener to the new season I would agree with you to a certain extent. When we watched Impossible Astronaut, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was great. I thought it was lovely set up. It was so cool that we found out that Mark Shepard is Morgan Shepard's son. It was so brilliant in the confidential. They said, oh, well, we're going to put you in the old age makeup. And he went, why don't you just ask my dad? So I really enjoyed Impossible Astronaut. And I was really looking forward to the second part. And I was bitterly disappointed the first time round. Having watched it again, it's not quite so bad. But you're right. It's rushed. It sets up too many questions. It apparently throws away the big bad oh we've just done a 30 second broadcast of you saying kill it all and that's it you sorted and it kind of took away from my enjoyment of the first episode and I'm just really back to that point where we were with RTD a couple of series ago where it's like I hope to god you can pay off all the checks you've just written come on you can't judge that quickly I've got to stand up for the guy you really can't judge that quickly I've got that worry at the back of my mind I hope he hasn't bitten off more that he can chew and that he is actually going to pay this off properly let's put our cards on the table we're recording this really late on we've all seen the fucking Pirates one does that not make you feel a tiny bit better no actually the Pirates one was kind of like meh oh Christ alright well that's a whole other episode (laughs) can I go next yeah I'm done one of my big disappointments was that it was like so not family friendly and so friggin confusing that I had to watch it twice and then it starts to feel like homework because why should I have to it shouldn't be that hard to grasp but there's so many incomplete stories it's just like, what? 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 I felt like David Tennant there. <laughs> good impersonation. I did enjoy a lot of the dialogue, but the story itself was so completely incomplete. <laughs> So then I thought, well, okay, I'll wait for the second part, and then it'll all make sense somehow. And it didn't. It was just more of the same, and in the end, I just felt like it was a three-parter smashed into two. Then I thought about that even further, and I thought, no, because he definitely wants to leave things dangling and resolve it later on in the series, so maybe it's a four-parter. It's just I think it's a 13-parter. We're looking at two half-seasons, aren't we, Sam? needs more yep. exposition to make some sort of sense and yes it was fucking scary i would never tell any kids to watch that ever why's my hand flashing 
can yeah. I stick an anecdote in while we're here, just while we're chatting? Right. Uh, the Doctor Who exhibition. Well, it's not Doctor Who exhibition, but it's Doctor Who experience. It's fucking great. It's really good. It's like going to Alton Towers for like massive, massive geeks. It's fucking brilliant. With a little shop. And as who it. didn't interview Nicola Bryant when he saw her there? Oh. I realise it was Nicola you, Bryant. I was looking at her as well. I thought, I know her, I know her. And in the back of my head, I thought, stop fucking eyeing up the milf, you dirty bastard. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking flew the TARDIS. I flew the TARDIS with Nicola Bryant. Awesome. It would have been particularly awesome if I'd have been aware of it. Yes, I'd have been fucking... Ooh, look at the MILF, you dumbass. What MILF do you think it was? <laughs> I don't know, mate. We're going at the end of this month. There's a little bit in the middle, and it lasts about ten minutes, but oh my god, it's good. I don't <laughs> want to spoil anything for future, but oh god, it's fucking good. <laughs> Makes absolutely no sense. The plot's absolute shit and stuff like that. And loads of fucking crap happens that has got no relevance on anything in the Doctor Who universe. But it's funny as fuck. And the sets and everything are just awesome to walk through. Kudos to them for finally doing something like this for Doctor Who. Speaking of Nicola Bryant. Why is my part flashing? (laughs) (laughs) Did anyone happen to catch her tweet of her muffin? Don't go there. Please don't go there. <laughs> Maybe I should be on I don't follow many Doctor Who people on my own personal street. But she is funny just because she's being Nicola Bryant and she's quite unashamed about it. Same. Uh, <laughs> Same. I want to hit on a couple of things that you losers said. It's too scary. The plot's too complicated. You're a bunch of fucking weenies on both counts. Okay. It's a goddamn time travel show. Of course the plot's supposed to be complicated. You all bitched and moaned because our DD couldn't write plots. Well, here you go, fuckers. I don't have a problem with a complex plot. I have a problem with a complex plot that just isn't put together well and has holes in it. And I think that's what we have here. I was writing a note to myself of questions I had. Did you send the note back to yourself two weeks ago? Yeah. Because I said, I should sober self, tell me not to have my third drink, but luckily I ignored it. (laughs) (laughs) As far as it being scary, I mean, come on. Really? You think so? You really think it was that scary? Yeah, I really I had my first Doctor Who nightmare that night after the first part. Okay, well, I'm telling you, I work with teenagers every day. That's what I do. And they would think you're a wee. And some of them would find that entertaining scary, but not, like, honestly scary. Sure, dude, but this isn't just for teenagers. It's for the whole family. You should be able yeah. to sit down this from 6 to 60 and be able to watch an episode of Doctor Who because it's always been that way. Yes, fucking huge maggots were scary. And yes, big sea devils up at the window were scary. But they weren't this fucking level of totally disorientating, don't know what the fuck is going on on motherfucking yeah. dark creatures piling it on shot after shot scary and they blew joy up and i love joy i got the impression when i saw that scene with one of them being shot that this had never happened before it, it seemed like this big dramatic moment and the first thing that hit me was really this was the first time anyone's ever just shot one of the fuckers you know two thousand years supposedly they've been around but would they remember doing it and would they know where they left the body yeah would it not all be cleaned up you know you see i got the whole conspiracy undertones here do you know, it did flicker across my mind, but there was that whole men in black sort of image behind everything yeah. as well. Oh, that yeah. whole sort of 60s clean up yeah. Roswell yeah. shit going on that, well, even if we do know, maybe we should just 
brush it under the carpet. America mm-hmm. needs you. Yeah, I suppose. So if this race is so advanced, did they not know what the hell a camera phone is? I understand the people from the 60s not knowing what one is, but wouldn't they just say no? I hope mm-hmm. they thought all this actually tied in quite well, but what they're talking about the space it was, they pushed mankind in a direction where they needed the technology. They didn't Coach. have the technology, they needed to blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Right. Why did they need that technology when they have a bloody time ship? Yeah. It wasn't a time ship. What the fuck was that? Oh, that's a whole other fucking kettle of fish. That was not the set of a time ship. They didn't that use it like it was a time ship. I know it the was. Well, everybody, everybody's calling it a time ship, but it has never been referred to as a time ship, has it? Mm. The doctor said he's seen it before. Yes. He said that on screen. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. I never yes. thought of me. They can travel in fucking time as well. He's fucked. Is you it can't see them and they can travel in time. Holy shit. No, wait. Is it a time ship? Well, yeah. if he says he's seen it before, yeah, he's right as well. I remember the moment. Oh, my fucking God. I mean, he watched it once. Oh, shit. The larger. Yeah. <laughs> I've had a major fucking epiphany here. I didn't even have to drink. Oh, God. You know, Ulrich and Future, how you guys got all in a tizzy about Winston Churchill in the Dalek episode? Yeah. I thought we were never going to speak of that. I wasn't going to speak of it either, but one of you said how cute you thought Nixon was. Yeah. Fuck off. Funny. That was a pile I, of shit. It wasn't <laughs> as bad. It's like Disney. Oh. Richard Nixon's now an official companion because he's traveled the world. It was just as bad because he may not be as important a historian historical figure, but his personality, because the fuckhead recorded everything, is so well documented. How could you fuck up someone that bad who had his entire administration recorded, you dumbass? He's not in the national curriculum. We don't give a shit in England. Fuck off. We came over and filmed an episode. What more do you want? Jesus Christ. You've had his shit for years now. You're complaining. Find an American episode. Come on, mate. Get behind it. Just matter if it's right or not. Here's the thing, Sen. It wasn't as bad as Churchill. Yes, it was still kind of cheesy, but you know, it's like just think of Shanghai Nights with Jackie Chan and oh the way they portrayed God. British life. You know, that kind of shit happens all the time in Hollywood regarding other countries. Why do you think I watch the BBC all the time? Because they're supposed to be above that horse shit. Dude, I've seen Shakespeare. Yeah. Really? Come on, I know what you think of us. This is the eleventh Doctor in Utah in a motherfucking cowboy hat, going, "Yeah, I wear a Stetson now." This is a closer slice of American history, as most school kids are going to say. Not that any parent is going to let their school kid watch this fucking nightmare from beginning to end of Cthulian terror. Perhaps yeah. we should do underpan ratings from now. Wow. <laughs> I spent $30 on underwear on this one. Yeah, and you two can just pull a couple of pairs over your heads. <laughs> All right, listen. Seriously, can anyone deny that this was not a family show? Can any of you say that you would let your kids sit down to this and not think that they wouldn't be affected by it on a fucking scary level? So you're saying that your definition of a family show is that every single episode forever must be geared so that a five-year-old can sit there and happily gawp at the screen and all the adults are, well, hope you enjoy what a five-year-old watches. Forever. Okay, the scariest episode I remember is Sarah Jane Smith, spider on the fucking back, the whole Metabellius 3 thing. It scared the living fucking shit out of me as a kid. But I didn't have nightmares about it, yeah? And my mate's kids had nightmares about this because they watched it. They sat down in faith to watch a BBC program. Three months later of things that were unknown and didn't make sense and therefore it was an oppressive episode I and mean, we've not had one of them it's been jollification and Alan Z and all this sort of fucking malarkey but this isn't the doctor that we had last year his whole demeanor and everything was dark. 
three months later. Pass that on to anybody with the greatest conscience. I mean, Toby Haydock, the end of his big Doctor Who act that made him precious in our hearts, bless him, was that his kid recognised that this was a really cool thing. His dad knew shitloads about Doctor Who. Suddenly his dad was really cool. Suddenly his kid was really cool at school. Because you can share this with the next generation, there's kids I know of 12, I'd say, like, oh, you want to miss those two episodes out? Just watch the season before, because the season before cares for everything. Three months later. Plenty of stuff for kids as well to embracing new crazy monsters. This is a new crazy monster, but it's a fucking scary one put in a really wrapped up package of 60s Cthulhu and terror. <laughs> you know, you guys have a point. You really do. But here's the thing. We spent years bitching about RTD because <laughs> he wrote infantile plots and all he cared about was appealing to the newbies. And those were my two biggest gripes with him. That basically yeah. he took a family show and turned it into a kid's show because there is a difference. And now we get a show that maybe crosses a little bit across that line on those two points. And as four adults sitting here, we should fucking love that. It's just that I can't help but try to judge it as a family show because that's what I want it to be. I don't want it to become the X-Files or Lost, but I just don't think that's what Doctor Who should be. Well, you know, usually we agree on the big things and we just disagree over, you know, little pointless shit here and there. But I got to say, I fundamentally disagree on this. I don't like some of the plot holes. There were problems Mm. with this episode that ticked me off, but I really enjoyed sitting back and watching adult science fiction with the Doctor on screen. I really did. I loved it. For me, maybe that should be a Christmas special then. Maybe it should be a one-off standalone where they <laughs> well, did. So it's all right to terrify the poor little sods on Christmas yeah. night. Oh my god, my, my palm is blinking. Can we chat about the episode in general? We can send the chat about the episode in general. Shout out needs to go to the guy playing Dr. Renfrew because he was absolutely superb as a nutter. Yeah, yeah no, he, he was. was and awesome. lovely, you know, Renfrew as well. Nice yeah. using name. I think the aliens are not wearing suits. I think the suits are part of their skin from what yeah. they look like. Yeah, they're they... weird looking fuckers. Hey, listen, are yeah. we going to get into the fucking regenerating kid thing or are we just like, Oh. Not even gonna get oh, yeah. Dude, hold that's, on. That's offensive. Here's my name for Amy's baby, Schrodinger's baby. It exists, but it doesn't exist, is it? Well, we is were wondering if there's two timelines. It's going to yeah. depend on what happens in future as to whether she is. Right. But do you not think that yeah. this also, this other kid could be in some weird way? That's what we're supposed to think, and it's also yeah. to the doctor. Mm-hmm. It could be Jenny. It could be Susan. Oh, I wish it was. It, it could be the silence took the doctor's DNA. And okay. This sounds like kind of Fuchsia's conspiracy theory of the week, but Fuchsia Begonia. She's as mad as a tractor, but we're going to humor her. It's Fuchsia's crazy who conspiracy theory. I don't reckon that's the silence. Maybe I wasn't listening to it properly, but the silence was a big fucking booming entity in the TARDIS. What the fuck were they? They were a little quiet. Right. But the guy said, you will bring the silence yep. to Amy. So there's something else going on. I think the silence might be working higher yeah, up. Yeah, we think they're yeah. working somebody else. Dear Jim, Omega. please Omega. would you fix it for me for that to be Omega. Signed, Ulan Sputnik, age 11 <laughs> and three quarters. Please let it be Interesting thing that we were having a chat about this earlier for coming on me and the prof were sitting there throwing some ideas backwards and forwards we suspect you're supposed to think that the kid's a time lord at the end but perhaps it's more something like Donna in the doctor's hand and she's Uh, just absorbed so much time energy that she can control it well Well, the trailer for the next episode and pardon me spoilers you can fast forward fucking five minutes if you like I forgot what I was going to say is your palm blinking (laughs) oh my god it is oh my god (laughs) 
Are we doing favourite lines? Oh, That's fuck, a good I segue. forgot all about I like that. that. The dedication at the front of Phyllis. Oh, yeah. I think was my favourite line. But the favourite line's got to be Braveheart Canton. Oh, that was awesome. And it was very understated, hand around the shoulder. In just the same way he did with Tegan. I thought that was kind of cute. And I liked Canton as a character. He was good, wasn't he? I loved him. He yeah. Was awesome. Yeah, companion. Travelled in the TARDIS. Yeah. Companion. But so is Nixon, so. That's fine. I don't have a problem with Nixon. I only have a problem with fucking Carly Minogue. And just think <laughs> how many big Finnish adventures they can cram into. Oh, my. Trips. Canton, the dog, the Nixon. Oh, Big Finnish have got a thing on the 11th of June in Barking, I think. Big Finnish day where you can go down and there'll be lots of famous people there who do Big Finish audios and stuff. I don't need to do Big Finish because I listen to Cybertastical and that's like the funniest I'm ever going to find Big Finish so I don't actually need to listen to it. <laughs> oh, Mr. Testicle's ever so naughty. Oh, he's a lovely Mr. Testicle. <laughs> Mr. Testicle, if you're listening, we'd love to get you on this podcast and someone would drop us oh, the line. Awesome. In fact, Mr. Testicle, if you ever want to cram a sketch in, no matter how profane, in amongst the dirty <laughs> hoes, we will entertain it. We don't give a shit we've got. No. In- whatsoever. Yes, anybody else got a favourite quote? I don't have a quote so much as a scene when Rory turns to the doctor and says, she can always hear me and I will always be coming for mm. her. Rory became my hero at that moment because he has just so much loyalty and a faith for Amy. Who, let's face it, doesn't deserve it. Yeah, exactly. She's just yeah. unappreciative. She doesn't get it. The acting's definitely got better, but the character's mm. got more sympathetic. Yeah, she's still a bit. <laughs> I don't think she's supposed to be sympathetic though I don't think we're even supposed to find her that way she's supposed to be very modern she's supposed to appeal to the teen audience but I think there's darker things going yeah she does have legs and I I haven't noticed this there is a quote I liked because at first it came across as just being you know a stupid funny throwaway but then we got that whole kid at the end and it's a really a lead in with Muffet throwing something there where River Song says don't worry I'm quite the screamer now there's a spoiler for you and at first it just seemed like another one of those funny throwaways and then you get the kid that regenerates and you go, whoa, wait a minute here. Um, how much of a spoiler was that there, River? What are you trying to tell us? What are you saying? I don't get it. She's the kid or... No, that it's their daughter. They yeah. definitely intimated a lot of intimacy. I like the bit they did with River where she said, and we're going in opposite directions. I've got more sympathy for River Song after these two. Mm. Yeah. I think oh, that's that was the biggest so plus. heartbreaking. Oh, yeah. the first yeah. time forever. Everything oh. and the last. With Amy and Rory, I still don't believe that she was talking about Rory when you said that I fell out of the sky. I fell out of the sky and I'm a spaceman in a Gallifrey and yeah. no, I it's meant an you, Rory. You know, <laughs> Which makes like, no sense. It doesn't. She'd doesn't grown up with sense. him, so how did he fall yeah, out of the sky? Exactly. River Song can't stay around indefinitely because they have to try and keep making Alice Kingston look younger and younger as she's actually getting older. And so eventually, the River Song storyline is going to have to wrap up within at least a couple of seasons or so. I think he said he's going to do it this season. I want to sit down and watch all the River Song episodes mm. from her perspective. Where he actually calls her Mrs. Robinson as well. Oh, <laughs> that was that <laughs> <favorite> <laughs> Are we going to see the doctor like seriously snogging her in he, the future? He should. He says it happens. Dude, he called her Mrs. Robinson. I'd snog her now. <laughs> 
I've got a new respect for River Song after this. I really have. I've got two favourite scenes, and they're very, very different. The one with Rory and the Doctor, where the Doctor is discussing whether he can remember the past 2,000 years, and I suspect that's going to come back to bite him at some point. That might be an indication of timelines or... Yeah, Yeah, something screwy. And the other one was the bit where River and the Doctor are flirting. Oh, yeah. Which was just wonderful. Where the Doctor's going on about, now she's got a gun, and I really shouldn't like that. Yeah, right. I quite do. (laughs) Hey, look behind you. Why is my palm glowing? (laughs) We now have a Facebook page. Yay. We'll be posting the Facebook link on our site, www.dirtywhores.com. And please come and like us and take part. Come and have a rant and tell us what shit. (laughs) Exactly. Is she done now? I think we're all done now, aren't we? I think so, yes. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to... The Dirty Hoers Doctor Who Podcast. Follow us on iTunes or at DirtyHoers.com. Find us on Twitter at Dirty Hoers. See you next time. Oh man, I'm being climbed all over from the fucking cat. Look, will you just give me a second and I'll get your goddamn drugs. <laughs> They're in a TARDIS on the fucking window ledge. It's like this big cookie jar. I keep all the cat drugs in it. She's attacking a ceramic fucking TARDIS. <laughs> Give me the fucking cocaine now! Fucking cat smack! Give me my fix or I will fuck you up in your sleep. Christ. Which is what Ulan does when he's on a podcast. He's yeah, come on. Get your, get your smack. Come on. Oh, look at that shit. Daddy slipped with the bag. There you go. Sorry. Moving on.